Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Radical Compliance podcast. I'm your host, Matt Kelly, editor of Radical Compliance, and today we're going to talk about IT general controls and why they are so important to effective risk management and compliance programs today. IT general controls, more commonly known as ITGCs, come from the internal control world. They are basic controls that apply to your IT systems to assure the integrity of those systems. So for example, an ITGC might be a control to govern who can change an application in your IT systems. Or another might be controls to create automatic backups of your data every evening. IT general controls have been on my mind lately because cybersecurity threats keep increasing for corporations and strong ITGCs are crucial tools to address those threats. But the importance of IT general controls can also be overlooked or misunderstood by audit and compliance professionals. So I wanted to take some time to unpack some of those issues around ITGCs today. To talk about issues like that, I'm joined by two people from the Institute of Internal Auditors. First is Jim Pelletier. He is the IIA's Vice President of Standards and Knowledge. And second is Shauna Flanders. She's director of the IIA's IT Curriculum. The IIA recently launched a certificate for learning about ITGCs, so I wanted to ask both Jim and Shauna about the need for more knowledge here and the importance of ITGCs generally. And before we go any further, I should disclose that the IIA does pay me to write a corporate governance column for its internal auditor magazine. The IIA did not pay me to do this podcast and to interview Jim and Shauna and did not have any foreknowledge of what I was going to ask or that I wanted to do this. So without any further delay then, uh, Jim, Shauna, welcome. Matt, thanks for having us. We appreciate the opportunity to be here. So first question, just tell me broadly, what prompted that IT general control certificate offering from the IIA? Like what need are you seeing among audit and risk professionals where the IIA wanted to offer this sort of assistance and training? Yeah, man, that's a great question. I mean, for so long, uh, and I think most folks will recognize this, you know, IT is, is just a part of what we do. And I think for, for too long within that, folks have almost separated out as a different skill set that, oh, we'll have the IT auditors do that. We'll have the IT experts do that. Mm-hmm. But it is so integrated in everything that we do. Um, the IA wanted to make sure that we got out there and said, hey, folks, there's, there's a base knowledge that every auditor needs to have, that every professional needs to have, that's going to be looking into, into business in general. There's a base knowledge of, of, of IT that you have to have to enable you to do your job as effectively as possible because it's so integrated. Everything that we audit has that IT backbone to it. It's, it's, in, it's all integrated. Mm-hmm. So it needs that, that, that base knowledge needs to be there and it has to be a, a, a skill set that every uh, auditor uh, has on in their tool belt. Well, it, to that question, then, I mean, could you describe what you would see as the current state of preparedness that auditors have for ITGCs? Um, because it's not a new idea per se. It's been in the COSO framework for quite a while. But for example, are these an overlooked or ignored part of risk management? Or have audit teams been so busy with operational risks or compliance risks that they just didn't quite grasp the importance or the nuances around ITGCs. 
Yeah, I think I think Matt, there's a there's a lot of variability out there, and and I think what we're seeing is that generally folks are addressing these risks. They're not being ignored. They under, mm-hmm. you know folks understand the importance of of these IT uh, general controls and the work that they're doing. The gap, I think, um, and I'll let Shauna comment on this as well. But the gap, I think, is more that not every auditor. Uh, or professional that's out there looking at these things, not every one of them is understanding that they need to have this this knowledge as as part of what they do, right? That it has to be a, a, a just as we need to understand uh, the language of you know of accounting and finance and the work that we do, the the, the basic uh, understanding of of IT skills uh, that that's necessary as well. And and Sean, let me ha- let me have you add that add to that as well. Absolutely, Jim. What's really important to remember is that today, every single business process has great reliance upon technology. Mm-hmm. And it's virtually impossible to be able to audit today without taking a look at the technology that's underneath it. And that's one of the reasons that we really focused on this IT general controls program to really help internal auditors to better understand what's that relationship between technology and the business and really to be able to gain greater proficiency over IT understanding those basic programs, controls, compliance, as well as policies. Well, how would you say that the risks related to IT general controls have changed in recent years? Or now that I'm saying that, let me flip it around. How have the benefits that strong ITGCs provide, how have those benefits become more important to corporate success today? Yeah, for me, you know, it's, it's always been there. Um, I think it's it's more that folks are recognizing that it has to be part of what we do, and that I I, I can't leave it to um, oh we well, hold on we have a minute we have to wait until we can hire that IT auditor to come in and look at these things right we need to be able to do it um, as it's happening so so it's a basic skill set and I think I think what you're seeing more and more is the not the base knowledge of IT that any person any auditor might need to have. Is, is really a moving scale if you think about it, right? As, as technology advances and new things come out, our, our base knowledge needs to advance with that. And so right now we're trying to fill that gap to say that every auditor needs to have this base knowledge. And that's why you need to get out there and get the certificate uh, to, 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 to demonstrate that you have that base knowledge. And over time, I would imagine that we'll update what that base knowledge is because we need to keep up with the changing environment in IT. But the, the big difference for me is that under, what's changed for me is that understanding that every auditor needs to have that skill set. Now, there's going to be occasions, right, where you're going to get into more detail, more technical analysis. You're going to get into some, some, some deeper specifics that you are going to want to bring an expert into. But everybody at least needs to have that base understanding, that base knowledge, that base knowledge, excuse me, and that ability to have the right conversations and ask the right questions to make sure that they're that they're covering all the right things in, in either the audit they're doing or, or or whatever it happens to be. So I think that to me is the is the understanding that's that's changing with this map. What do you think about corporate boards and their audit committees and their risk committees and how they are thinking about IT risks? Because it does seem to me that they know they should worry about IT risk, but I suspect a lot of boards don't know how to worry in a disciplined and effective way, so to speak. So in theory, if the chief audit executive is the helper for the audit committee and the full board to understand risks, then IT risks and IT general controls are going to become an important part of the conversation. But, but what do you think 
the boards and the audit committees then? What are they worrying about when they think of these issues? Yeah, I'll, I'll, ask, I'll answer first, and then I'll let Shauna step in, in more specifics. But you might be familiar, Matt, that we produce an annual, what we call our on-risk report uh, that comes out of the IIA. Yep. And in that report, we, we uh, survey uh, board members, members of the C-suite, and chief audit executives. And we survey them on, an, on uh, a number of, of, of top risks. And, and we've always asked about cyber and IT-related issues. And what we see consistently is a major gap between the relevance of that risk, where how important they think that risk is to their organization, and their personal knowledge, um, as well as their organization's capability, right? But but I see that that gap between this is a very relevant risk, but my personal knowledge, whether I'm a board member, a member of the C-suite, or a chief audit executive, my personal knowledge of that risk is far lower than my perceived relevance of that risk. That's a that's a scary gap for me, right? And so. Part of what we need to do is fill in that gap. So, yeah, are, are, are boards concerned with cyber? Yeah, but do they understand it uh, enough uh, to be even be asking the right questions? I don't know that they do. And so, who are they? Who do they? Who should they be turning to to answer some of those questions? I look at it and say, well, internal audit professionals uh, and and other folks, you know, compliance professionals need to be able to have that knowledge so they can have those conversations and help the board and frankly management fill in some of those gaps. Um, and so I think I think that that it's it's a it's a concern um, that we've seen for years that we haven't necessarily seen that gap narrow between their their perception of relevance and and their own personal knowledge. Shauna, what do you think, or what do you hear? Absolutely. You know, let me let me put it into perspective. When you think about today, think about the years 2020 and 2021. The word that we've used has been unprecedented. And that's certainly true when it comes to cybersecurity. We have seen more cyber threats, specifically like, for example, in areas like ransomware than ever before. And the boards are coming to internal audit executives and they're relying more and more on the internal audit department to be able to start to break these things down, these different concepts into something that is going to be meaningful and how is it going to specifically impact their particular business. And that's why not only the IT certificate program, but all of our IT programs have actually been updated within the last year. So that we were really focusing on some of those most important topics, cybersecurity, and one of our newest programs, ransomware. I suppose my last question is more of a comment where I would welcome your thoughts about it. But as I look at this landscape of IT risk and IT general controls, I keep thinking of an arms race. That on one hand, we have businesses racing ahead with digital transformation, and at the same time, that increases the risks that you might do that transformation poorly and get into all sorts of trouble. On the other side of the arms race, we have IT general controls that are meant to manage that increasing IT risk. And it's this back and forth that goes on and on. Um, I keep looking at so many regulatory enforcement actions, and that seems to be one of the key culprits. I, j literally, just this week, I wrote about a company that had poor software patch management, experienced a data breach, uh, had all sorts of difficulties there, leading to a very uncomfortable conversation and resolution with the SEC. But that's just one example out of many where the turf is... IT risk, and you have this race ahead for digital transformation on one side, 
and good IT general controls to govern the risk on the other side, and they keep going back and forth. What do you think of that metaphor and where IT risk challenges are going these days? Yeah, Matt, I think that's a great metaphor. And I, and I love even the example you gave of patch management, right? Because that, that's something we've talked about for years. It's a known issue um, that, that uh, patch management is, is important and that many vulnerabilities uh, present themselves when that's not done properly. Yet it continues to happen time and time again. And part of the reason I think is that there's not enough people that feel um, informed or educated enough to be asking the right questions and to be make and to be challenging the way things are being done today, and that's why so, that's why this 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 type of program, or the certificate program, or other education, getting yourself educated, aware, and and comfortable enough to ask the questions to challenge the status quo, because otherwise we just keep seeing these things happen over and over and over again. And again, I think it's because not enough people have that knowledge and understanding that they need to ask the right questions. All right. Well, that's all the time we have today. But Jim and Shauna, thank you very much. You covered us a lot of ground here and you gave us a lot to think about. So thank you. Perfect. Thanks, Matt. I appreciate the opportunity. And again, everybody, that was Jim Pelletier, the IIA's Vice President of Standards and Knowledge, and Shauna Flanders, Director of the IIA's IT Curriculum. They were talking with us today about some of the challenges around IT general controls and how audit and risk professionals can get a better grip on ITGCs overall. That's all for today. I'm Matt Kelly, editor of Radical Compliance. Thank you all for listening, and I hope you'll join us again next time.